I don't know if this is a saying or not, but I truly believe that life is a balancing act. The longer I'm around, the more I felt like I thought I'd be better at it, more adept maybe, that maybe I'd be able to take each day as it goes by and be able to see the ups and the downs and understand that because of that crazy curve that there is a middle ground in there but then there are just some days when it's really hard to see the horizon it's literally like being on a rolling sea let me introduce myself i am mario the artisan rogue and this is radio 74 this is a little show that i do it's mainly just about what my experiences are as an artist it ranges from the creative fervor that is in my mind to other more mundane things that may happen and um, this particular episode is going to focus on the fact of, you know, I, uh, a lot of the thematic aspects that I talk about deal with change, deal with tumultuousness, deal with sometimes the bargain basement brand sort of uh, boredom that will sometimes hit, you know, or even depression. This is something where, like how I lack this ability to be able to stay focused. A good example of that is my cat is messing around in the back of the studio right now and I'm terrified that he's going to knock some stuff down on the whole subject of trying to stay, you know, kind of level. I don't know, you know, like I'm just, I'm going to open up on a few things here. One of the things I've been struggling with, I love my Nissan truck very much. It's a truck that has gotten me back and forth across, you know, the Midwest to one of the coasts and back. I, I went out for Gettysburg in it. I've driven to every single show that I've ever done with it. It's schlepped my stuff everywhere. It's pulled trailers. It's done all kinds of things. And right now it's, waiting on getting some work done and hopefully it can last me another 250,000 miles which is what it's currently on right now now i'm bringing that up because you know there's an attachment for me with this with this automobile you know people get attached to things like that and i'm no exception the whole journey of it was up and down there's no better metaphor i can use than exactly that for everything i'm talking about and i'll just kind of give you guys a uh just a quick overview. Essentially, what had happened was that the truck had started to ma to just completely malfunction and just mess up. It was one thing after another. I had parked it for a while, waiting to get it repaired, and then just the time that it was down, the battery died. So I replaced the battery, started running it well. Now, I had always had a problem with the oil pressure gauge just not really working. So I, you know, the last person I took it into said, well, you know, it's probably just the gauge is going bad. And I thought, well, yeah, but, you know, and then after considering how much it could cost to get a brand new, you know, face with a gauge and that, that sort of thing, like, I was like, I don't know if that's really what's going on or what. And I sort of neglected it. And um, because there were other things going on in life. And I thought, you know, I really can't deal with this. And sometimes, if not often, that's the worst case scenario. You never really want to just keep putting problems to the side because it'll eventually blow up in a grand scheme. And it certainly did for me, almost literally. Because the next thing that happened was after I got that the, the battery in and then like I had a serious issue where I was, uh, I was on site working contract. As I'm sitting there driving uh, for lunch, I had tried to go to a restaurant just to go through the drive-thru real quick. And... All of a sudden, the oil started going up and down. It, never mind, it's been a slew of hot days. So I thought, okay, maybe it's overheating a little bit. But it's amazing what kind of excuses we'll start making when something starts messing up, just in the sheer hope that it's just going to go away. I know enough about mechanical 
and electronic devices that there's no such thing as something just being kind of dodgy. It's that something is wrong, whether it's been through our own, you know, mishandling of the device or, or the vehicle or whatever to just something being manufactured wrong. It's it's a zero and one. It's an off and an on. It's a thing that is broken. And I remember thinking, I just have to make it through this because I'm hungry. I, I just have to get through the drive through I have to get some food. Never got my lunch um, because as I'm sitting there, the vehicle started vibrating really crazy. I'm like, God damn it, what's happening now? So one thing leads to another. And I literally had to sit in the drive through with the truck in neutral, my foot on the brake and revving the engine to get the oil to get back up in there. And what had happened was, I come, come to find out, the oil sensor was dead. So there was no oil coming up anywhere. It was just freaking out. Managed to get it back there. Managed to limp home, kind of, and ended up getting it towed. Well, then that was the first big expense and slap in the face leads to getting that repaired. The guy drives it for four miles after it's done. No, it's fine. Totally nothing wrong with it or anything else like that. And I also ended up getting a tune-up done at the exact same time. So all the spark plugs were placed. Hadn't done that yet. Now, after 250,000 miles, you would have thought I would have had a tune-up in there somewhere. I don't remember getting one, and I've had the vehicle since 2006. So I thought to myself, oh, I can't find any paperwork. Surely I've got some sort of record about this. I didn't have anything. And so I thought, okay, well, yeah, this is probably a good time to get this done. Um, one thing leads to another, then the next thing I know, it starts messing up. And I went back out to that same place to work on site and barely made it back to my house without, you know, completely having a heart attack over the fact that the entire front end of the truck seemed to want to just vibrate the hell off of the, the rest of itself. And I didn't know what was wrong. I thought it, it felt at the exact same time like a motor mount was broken, but it also felt like it was missing like the cylinders weren't firing correctly. And I kept thinking, I'm like, I don't know what else I've done. Like oil has been changed sensors in there. Everything else seems to be working fine, but it was throwing a service engine soon code. Well, I got somebody to run a code on it and it turned out that it was a, a misfire in the first cylinder. So I was like, great. Okay. Fantastic. So that's probably an ignition coil or something along that line. Well, finally get, uh, finally get into another, uh, not accountant, another mechanic. I don't know why I wanted to say accountant, and get that in there. And so I'm just waiting for days like they're backed up. And, you know, probably because there's still people that, you know, had been saving up money or maybe some late stimulus checks came in. I don't know. But they were backed up and I had dropped it off earlier in the week, finally heard back. And then, you know, the big number hits. It's like, well, we're going to need to replace, you know, the the, the uh, ignition coils, all six of them. So I'm like, great fabulous now technically i could have gone just with one i guess there was a crack in the boot of one and that would have been fine i probably could have kept going but the more i thought about it i'm like yeah until it doesn't like i've got some shows coming up which i'll cover here in just a second and the, the anxiety just poured in right so i was like god why why can't this truck just just level out and fix itself but i've got to be honest over the years i've had very little knock on wood i've had very little problems with the the vehicle in general. And I've been very lucky. I mean, it's been through hell and back with me in a lot of ways. And, um, and I, I really take care of my vehicle the best I can, but you know, things eventually wear out. And that was a life lesson there. It's like, no matter how well you take care of something, eventually something happens to it. Very few things go through the passage of time unscathed, unless, you know, they're put away in a pretty box and sealed away in acrylic or something like that. 
which is very much a collector's mindset. But even then, just general exposure to everything, time mainly, can break something down. In this case, you know, it was just time for this stuff to start malfunctioning. And I asked the mechanic, you know, like, well, what do you think? I mean, I kind of already had my mind made up, but it was just the price. You know, when you're getting any kind of mechanic work done. And I'm not saying mechanics don't deserve their pay. They certainly do. Um, especially if they're good and you're lucky and you find one that will work for you. And, uh, you know, it, it was it was not cheap. And uh, and that's something that I'm looking at over the next few months to kind of spread out. Thankfully, you know, things are turning around my freelance and I've got, you know, quite a few things that have come in and some opportunities and chances. But that this could have easily been during a time when it was a drought point for me, because now I do this entire thing freelance, you know, whether it's voice acting or illustration or graphic design, any one of these things, my stock photography stuff, um, it's all, you know, based on a factor of like, well, this, you know, is what it's dependent on what comes in the door, you know, or what I'm able to lock down. So now I'm just waiting for that to come back. And it gave me enough time to reflect, you know, this whole thing with the truck, right? It's just, it's just nuts. It's just crazy. But I'm like, you know what? It's the best I can do at this point. And thankfully there's some options I have and some things that'll work out with it. And I have to keep reminding myself that, um, the other day, I, and I really had this come back into focus for me. No kidding. I was, um, I don't know if you guys watch these shows on Netflix or not, but there's one that talks about meditation and it's from Headspace. They were an app initially that I had had some years ago and, um, it helped me get into doing, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, not necessarily mental therapy, but it would help me start getting into the mindset of like, I want to meditate or I want to, you know, note things down when they bug me. It actually got me started into journaling and stuff like that. Now, none of that stuff is for everybody, you know, uh, you can kind of pick and choose for me. I, I like to stick, stick my foot in a little bit of everything and try and understand what's going to work for me. Well, on that same note, I was also like freaking out this week because, um, and I don't know, here's another thing that, you know, if you guys can relate, I'm sorry that you had to go through this sort of thing. Um, I've over the years had three different counselors, you know, in mental health. Uh, my first one was when I was younger, much younger. I was maybe 16, 17, somewhere in there. And then I had another one about a year and a half ago who surprisingly, uh, just out of the blue, he was let go from the facility that I was attending, you know, for my, for my therapy sessions. And then the most recent one is great guy. Fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, it was always one of those things where I, when I do therapy with, you know, a therapist, I really, I really try and be as open and as honest and forthright as I can. And I found it funny that I kind of shy away from when real life comes at me that way. Like this whole incident with a truck, right? It just, it literally was just like a sucker punch right to the face. Like, Hey, boom. Even if I knew damn well that like things only last for so long and things have to be repaired or patched up, fixed, replaced, whatever, it still kind of hits you in the gut. And it was sort of one of those things where I wanted to always be very forward, very brutally honest and not to the point of being disrespectful or something, but I'm talking about myself. So, you know, whether it was something where I'd be like, well, here's what I feel like, you know, considering, um, my mental position on past jobs that I'd worked or encounters I'd had with former managers or people in my life and things I'd done wrong. And, I was, uh, I wasn't ambivalent at all about focusing and f 
facing these things. If anything, I ended up overwhelming myself quite a bit, which also ended up leading into a spiral of depression. And it was okay whenever I was trying to manage things and trying to keep my head above water and keep a level berth of um, both looking into things and accepting what I was going through. But eventually you get overwhelmed. And just like the truck, using that as a metaphor, you ignore something long enough and it's going to pile up on you. And that can be a really, really screwball place to be in. And for me, it, this was a circumstance where when my uh, therapist had told me, well, you know, I'm going to be going and doing my own practice and they've given me a couple months. So, you know, I imagine we'll have, you know, a few more sessions together and stuff like that. But they had also instigated at this mental health facility um, that there would because there's such an inundation of people that need mental health attention they were going to start limiting current people to 10 sessions and then you're kind of cut out of the system. Not that you couldn't come back in, but that they need to get more people in. Now, I believe it's a state funded facility. I don't believe it gets any federal aid. And because of that, I imagine that it's probably a numbers game. I, I don't know that. And this isn't to say anything despairing or you know, disparaging or, or negative about them. It was just, you know, the process seems a little screwball to me. Well, that was the previous time I'd spoken to him. He said, you know, um, it looks like I've probably got about another eight to 10 sessions, but you know, I'm also going to be leaving at some point in time, whenever they decide to get some more people in here to fill in some roles for therapy. And, um, when that happens, you know, I'll probably move along and, and do that sort of thing. But, you know, we were both under the guise that, you know, it'd be a few months before this happened. And then suddenly I get a text message through the system, uh, that allow, alerts me to, you know, forthcoming appointments. And it said, you have one more session and that, you know, that my therapist was going, going to be leaving. So that was bittersweet as hell. And, uh, the timing has just been screwball. I mean, between that and dealing with some issues with my parents and their general health. And then like a dog of mine that, you know, my parents watch because when, uh, after my, my, uh, Last dog that I had at my parents had passed away. They'd gotten two puppies. And over the last, what, 16 years, they, these two have grown up in my family, and they're very close to me. The One of them passed away a few years ago from diabetes. That's a whole. This is a whole other thing to unpack. I'm not even going to go into this. But the one currently right now is suffering from cancer. Um, I actually featured him on my TikTok. Uh, so if you guys want to see that, you can find me on TikTok at the artist and rogue this is the last video I believe is of him. Um, at that point in time, he was still doing okay, but he's got a big tumorous growth in his thigh and it's just bad and terrible and I don't really know how much longer I had with him and you know I there there was a whole thing there where that was causing a lot of other change and sorrow I mean seriously you know like the last time I saw him I was like I don't know if I'll see you again because I don't make it down to Warrensburg as much as I can what with you know I'm trying to limit my exposure to, to my parents who are older because of COVID I'm also trying to be careful about expenditure and all these other things and you know just a lot of other stuff that comes into play. So you try and live life the best you possibly can. And I spent some time with him outside. It's hot as hell here in Missouri. I just sat outside with him in the backyard and played with him for a bit. But then the, the utter reality was at some point I have to leave. I have to get back home. There's some work to do. Um, and it was deadline driven and there was other things to get taken care of. And, um, you know, he wasn't totally comfortable. I was getting overly excited you know, there was just a lot of things that were really wrong. And, but I'm glad I spent that time there with him because when I had recorded the video on TikTok, I wasn't sure if I was going to stick around. And I tend to run from circumstances like that. Now 
I didn't when I was younger. I would face them head on, um, probably because I didn't. I was too stupid to realize what kind of emotional damage I was going to do to myself. But I thought, you know, I've, I've known this dog for 16 years, and he still acts like a puppy. If it weren't for this fucking tumor, this goddamn cancer, um, he'd probably live another four or five years. Um, and it's not even an issue in case anyone's wondering, it's not even an issue where they could go in and extract it from what I understand. It's so in the muscle tissue that, and he's also, you know, geriatric. So him surviving a surgery wouldn't be the easiest on him. Um, and then the healing and all this other stuff and possible infection, but it, once it becomes necrotic and it dies in there, it's going to be the septic action of it that will eventually, if not immediately kill him. And, those are things I'm just fucking terrified of, you know, sickness, cancer, all this other sort of sort of shit. Um, and, and that, that changed all of that right there, just facing that, knowing that at some point in time, if not already, um, there will be another absence in my life. And that's a hard fucking thing to deal with. Right. And it's, it, although I would never compare, uh, my, my dog Frisky's life to, you know, the mechanical, bullshit that my truck's going through right now and getting repaired. Um, it is change. It's consistent. It's all of these things that, that wear me down and, and can wear anybody down. Right. And I mean, and, and so that's something that I ended up having to look at. Like, I'm like, well, what is the balance here? You know, I did have this dog for 16 years that I got to see like twice a month, sometimes more often when I went to go visit my parents. Um, I can think of every walk I ever took them on and how many times that was fun and the times I played with them and, and things like that. Um, you know, and, and I have to focus on the good there, the same with my truck, you know, like it's, it thankfully is going to be fixed this time, but you know, down the road, no pun intended, it'll end up needing more repairs. It's already got a bunch of rust on it. it needs some body work, Bondo work, uh, some other repairs. It needs to be cleaned out. And that's just, it's also reflective of the maintenance that I'm slacking on myself. You know, um, when I get stressed, I eat worse. When I get stressed, I'm less active. When I get stressed, I find it hard to even do creative endeavors like this. Like I sat here just a minute ago and I was setting up, I have this app on my phone that allows me to see dates in the future for different shows and stuff. And I hadn't opened it in a while because I hadn't been doing any shows. Right. And I was setting it up for NACACon, the Latino arts festival. Uh, there's a convention in Topeka I'm looking into doing, um, which I, yeah, I am actually doing that one. And then I'm waiting for some returns, um, whether or not I got into some other shows. So that'll change my schedule as well too. And the entire time I kept thinking to myself, like, man, this is going to be really weird walking back into these realms, being around people and stuff. And that's another bit of change too, that is up and down and up and down. And I guess the hardest part for me out of all of this has been trying to figure out like, how do I balance the stability of my mental, you know, uh, this, this, it just feels like an ocean that just doesn't want to settle down. And that there may be some calm patches in there, but that's just because it's the eye of the storm is what it really feels like. And I know that in the grand scheme of things, you know, that's what life is. You know, there is going to be a lot of pain. There's going to be a lot of change and there will be a lot of things that just go away. I mean, we've only got so much time in this world and this isn't trying to sound down or anything. I'm, I'm really not trying to sound that way. I, I promise you guys. But I think the, the biggest thing that I've learned out of all of this is that at the same time that I start getting just overwhelmed with negative feelings, I need to be able to step back and take the time 
to number one, honestly journal again. Number two, take the time to understand the scope of the circumstance. And what I mean by that is this, at least right now I have work coming in and there is money to be able to repair the truck and do other things that I need to get done. Um, make some investments in my business, get ready for shows, pay for more art supplies and just be much more responsible in this zone. There's, I've even had some opportunities that, you know, I kind of threw myself out in here just today and even uh, just a week before that, where I'll be honest, I have no freaking clue how I'm going to pull any of them off. None. I have no idea. Um, I'm hoping this is a circumstance where I'm tenacious enough to be able to stick it through and, and pull this off. And, and I don't know that I have that in me, but I'm sure as hell going to try. Um, because I don't like the nights that overwhelm me where I'm just depressed or sitting here feeling like a complete and total loser, which is more often than I'd like to admit. And I'm not fond of the idea that now I'm going to have to wait either two weeks to three months before another therapist may or may not be assigned to me. You know, um, I'm lucky enough that, well, and I say lucky, that's a weird way to put it, but when I started my, my, uh, visits with my second therapist, which was at the same facility, um, it was all income based. And at that point in time, I wasn't making a lot. I was doing contractual work, but I was not making that much money. And so this was a, circ a uh, circumstance that came up that where I was like, well, you know, I don't make that much money and they approved it and they said, okay, yeah, you can definitely get worked in and there's no cost to you because the state will, and they get awards and grants and stuff like that as well too. So the, you know, the community benefits from this. So I was very happy about that. And, you know, it's not like I've had a huge jump in income, but at the exact same time, so long as you're in the system and you're going through that, it's totally fine. Now, if you, I suddenly started making a whole bunch of money, then yeah, I have to pay for those sessions. Um, but all of this change, all of this crazy tumultuousness, this, and this maelstrom of thought, it's come together in such a way that there are many times that I feel so goddamn overwhelmed that I'm like, it affects my art. It affects me wanting to be creative. It affects all these things to the point to where like, you know, it also can end up where I end up feeling moments of like, I've got to get all these things done, like do all the things. And that's what I did right now. I was like emailing and messaging people, following up, getting some costs, you know, figured out for some other things and, and doing all this stuff in a row. And this burst of energy was really good because I had a pretty good meeting today and with a client, with a potential client, and it looks like everything's going to work out really well, and and then some. And uh, God, I never, I never like talking about stuff like that this early because that always jacks it up in some way. But I've got to be positive. I've got to get off that whole scheme that if I talk about it, it's never going to happen. That's a real thing I do. So then, after all this is done and said, you know, yes, I know that there's things that will change, and and ultimately, you know. It's, it's kind of like the hero's journey in a way. And I'm not calling myself a hero. That's not what I mean. But if you, um, if you understand what the hero's journey is, it's very much something that's a classical sense, right? And, uh, the name of the author escapes me right now, the book, because I think it's actually called the hero's journey. Um, that's something where people go through, you know, the, the, the central character will leave home, leave his comfort zone or be thrust into adventure any number of ways. And then he has to basically, travel and he'll go through hell and he'll gain allies and he'll defeat the big bad in the end and then return home. But when he does, when he or she does, 
they um they very much end up not being able to go back home. It's very much like Frodo, you know, in the Lord of the Rings because going back to the hobbit hole, being back in that place, it wasn't home for him anymore. He had changed too much. He had seen and endured and been scarred too much by what he had seen and everything else that happened to him. And so it was bittersweet. And I'll never forget that there I've known people that have gone through that. I've gone through that. There's many times whenever I subsist, I, I will subsist on the idea of nostalgia or things like that, but it's also apparent how close-minded or fearful or redundant something like that can make a person. And I have to embrace the fact that like, yeah, it's fun. I mean, believe me, I have a massive collection of pop culture stuff. Um, a lot of my artwork I made is influenced by uh, things in the 80s and 70s and 90s that I really loved. And um, and and so but and so there's a point in there where I'm trying not to change too much, but I'm also reinterpreting what my love of those fans were into my own work now. And a lot of that stuff comes with its ups and downs as well, too, because there's moments when I feel like I'm just being repetitive or I'm being derivative or this sort of thing. But then I also get told, well, there's no such thing as an original idea. And, you know, things like the hero's journey or all these other things are repeated because these are story points that we love to hear. We love the triumph. We love the trials. We love the tale. And so I have to continually remind myself of that. And whether that's in a fictional story that I'm writing or, you know, it's a movie I'm watching or it's anything like that. I try to rise above that because, and I can give you guys a really, really weird example of this. When I don't try and find a, uh, a silver lining, when I just let that depression overwhelm me, it can ruin even the best of things. I was very much looking forward to the movie, the jungle cruise. I knew it would be kind of like the mummy with Brendan Fraser or, you know, like a, a light version, a Disneyfied version of, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark or something. And, uh, and it was, but that was the exact same day. The, the day that I went to go see that just three hours earlier, I had had my last meeting with my last therapy session with my, with my therapist I'm not going to lie. I was not in the mood to want to be entertained by a film. And I love The Rock. I th and, and all the other actors that were in there, I thought it was a great film. From that aspect, I, I can objectively say, visually, it was, you know, in the same realm as, like, The Mummy or Pirates of the Caribbean. And it's a Disney flick, so it has a lot of money behind it. The Rock is always a fairly entertaining fellow. And a lot of the other cast members were as well, too. But I remember sitting there, and even though I was honestly trying to enjoy the film, I felt nothing. It was horrible. It was absolutely freaking horrible. I, I wasn't laughing. There was, there was just nothing. And I've had that only occur one more time that I can think of in recent memory. I had gone to, uh, I think it was Knucklehead Saloon, and watched a, a musician perform that I normally thoroughly enjoy. I thoroughly enjoy her work. And I remember going and because I couldn't get my head out of the moment, like, I, you know, because normally I don't go to bars for any reason, period. I don't have really real judgment against anyone that does. I just I worked security 
for damn near 15 to 20 years of my life, off and on, just part-time. And so bars just leave a bad taste for me, like just mentally, it's the, the whole thing. Just I'm, I'm not a fan. And, uh, you know, because you see the same tropes of people over and over again and that sort of thing. Um, and I And I remember watching the performance and because I was in the wrong mindset, it really affected me to a point of severity that... I didn't enjoy the performance at all. It just felt tired and cliche and overwhelming. And I did too. And it was, and it's weird. Those were the times that that time. And then just seeing this movie now and not enjoying it. Both of those circumstances showed what even like with the best of intents and the best of uh, interactions with something that should either be entertaining or positive or uplifting, or just even a temporary reprieve from depression it, none of those circumstances came to bear. In fact, it was just, it was the very opposite of it. It was just, I didn't f- end up feeling anything. It was, it was such an odd thing to, well, feel. And I don't ever want to go through that again. I don't know if any of you guys have ever felt that way, but when it gets to that point, I start thinking, oh, Jesus, what is wrong with me? And it makes me not want to hang out with friends. It makes me not want to be around people because who would want to put up with that? You know what I mean? And and I've talked to a few other people and they've had similar circumstances like that happen where, you know, they're like, well, you know, I, I, I just start to think that people don't want to hear me bitch or complain or whatever. But the truth is we've gone through extraordinarily bizarre times with COVID, with all sorts of things happening. Right. And it's it's not getting any better. Unfortunately, there's a lot of circumstances. I've, two more friends of mine have tested positive with COVID. I had a kind of scare with it the other day. And it, it just, when things like that happen, you know, it's really hard to, to keep your head above water. And um, even tonight when I was messaging a few friends and, and acquaintances and stuff, just checking on some stuff and, and trying to get into another couple of art shows and things, you know, just explain, exchanging some pleasantries as well. You know, there, it comes up inevitably, like some of them that I hadn't spoken to in a while, you know, like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Everything. Oh, I'm holding in there best I can, you know, but you know, words like grief, tragedy, uh, isolation, loneliness, um, you know, no reprieve, things like that start to come up into conversation. And that's such a hard thing to process and go through. But I also noted that almost all of them said, Hey, well, you know, no matter what you're going through, hang in there. Right. And Although I agree with that, the whole hang in there, I absolutely do. And and it, and I know there's been times whenever it's been really rough for me, you know, where it's like, I don't really want to hang on. And I don't mean that in a detrimentally horrible or suicidal way. I don't want anyone to think that. I mean, like, sometimes I just go, well, should I give up on art or should I just stop? But then I have to remember that I've ordered a bunch of different things that are, I, well, that I want to start selling and that I think, you know, I can, I can do something with and, I've got other stuff, other work, things like that. And that although there are things that are going to irrevocably change for me, like being much more aware of what the status of my older truck is, understanding that at some point in time, when I go back to visit my parents, Frisky is not going to be there to looking in the mirror and, and seeing my own visage age, you know, day after day. And realizing how much time is going by 
I get a lot of flack sometimes because online I'll post things about like, oh, God, where the year going, this sort of thing. And people get kind of pissy or sometimes angry with me. I know they do. But, I, you know, I do it only for a reason, because sometimes we can, the older you get. And this was actually a comment that I made in passing to uh, the at the client meeting I had earlier. And uh, and he was like, yeah, no, I, I totally get it. He's like, I don't know what the hell this is, man. It seems like the older I get, the faster is time flying by. And before I know, I'm like, Jesus, I haven't seen my family like in like extended family in like five or six years. I haven't been, you know, hanging around my friends. I'm like, oh, God, like this friend has a kid now. You know, it's just things like that. And it's such a total mind screw. It's just messed up. And but I also have to think about this, too, like. To end on something of a positive, I am worried about COVID. I am worried about a lot of these shows I'm doing and how people are still trying to basically wedge reality away and still kind of exist and do things, hopefully with more caution. And I, I know this, you know, like I've, I've got NakaCon here, according to this uh, this app, on September 3rd in 21 days. So I've got 20 more, more days to get a bunch of artwork completed and printed and created and just, you know, assembled other things I got to put together for it, work on my booth presentation. Um, and then, and then go and see how things turn out. Right. Cause that's all we really can do at this point. We can just show up in life and do everything we can to do the best in that circumstance. That's really where we're sitting at. And it's, it's not the most ideal circumstance, but it's what we've got, you know? So I will be doing some updates from the show. I am looking forward to that. I'll be going live on TikTok, Maybe and if not live, I'll definitely have some videos up on TikTok, and definitely my Instagram. So on that note, thank you guys for listening and for, uh, following and all this other stuff, downloading the episodes. I'm, I'm stoked. That's that's something I, I can't get over. I really, I really, really appreciate that. Uh, aside from that, you can find me on a bunch of different social media out there. So you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, a couple different places like that. And I try and do different content for all of them. So there's a little bit different stuff shared around the whole thing. You can also, if you're interested in this stuff, I also have an account called 80s Days Gone By on Instagram where I just post a lot of my collections and things like that, like really cool stuff I get from this awesome toy store in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, 1313 Mockingbird Lane, run by my buddy Terry. He is an amazing and just awesome dude. Um, and I always have to remember, just like everything I just said right now, there are some good things out there. I know that people have gotten really upset about social media, and this is actually something I'm going to be covering in another future one, like kind of the detriments and positives of social media. But there have been some really good things that have come out of this. And even though there's a lot of sewage out there on social media, there are some definite bright spots. And I made it a point that I can't really afford to be off of social media. So I'm going to try and focus on the more positive aspect. That doesn't mean I'm going to ignore the bad. It's out there. It absolutely is. But I definitely want to make a better approach on how I'm interacting and doing stuff online so that I can salvage and keep safe what mental health I do have. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. I will catch you in the next episode. 